0: All right, welcome to the Sons of Fantasy Football League Podcast. I'm your host, Kamish, Denver Desert Dog, and also the guy who started Naheem Hines. So, week five is officially over for the Desert Dogs. It was fun. I don't think 1.3 is going to get it done. Joining me tonight from Take Your Ball and Go Home, Shane Stein. How you doing, buddy? Uh doing great, Matt. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. Not stagger around your basement, you're good? I'm good. All right, cool. good. Good for you. And joining us from the Seawolves, a man who had Naheem Hines not in his starting lineup, but in every one of his shitty parlays, Phil Bruce. How you doing, buddy?
1: Oh, man, I was really hopeful we were going to get an agenda sometime in the next few weeks that this Hines play pretty much cements that, that we will not. Uh, and it does burn up all of my shitty single game parlays through Bandle.
2: but it's okay. We're gonna come back. A lot of football left this week. Uh, confident we're gonna get we're gonna get even. Oh, also, the Seaholves are red hot. Red hot. Yeah, we got uh, we got three pretty hot teams on the on the pot here. Uh, coming off some blistering blistering weeks last week, I think uh, if the Desert dogs come back from this Heinz episode this week, we. We might, we
1: might get ourselves an agenda next week. Team's
0: deep. You guys have fingers, right? You can type. <laughs> I got about 52 text messages from Shane today while I'm trying to work. So I think someone <laughs> in this group has the ability to put together an agenda. <laughs> I don't right? want
1: to overstep.
0: <laughs> Please. Someone, I know say said. Fedley said he. <laughs> said he'd keep track of the rosters. I'm not sure that's happened this year. So. Cuz
3: is
2: just, <laughs> just begging for someone to take some
0: responsibility off his plate. Oh my god. Oh my god. Let's check this 2002 season start. Desert Dogs still have Tim Patrick on their roster from last year. Thanks, Feds. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna keep that updated, buddy. Ah, uh, back to the drawing board.
2: Call up Abusement Park. That guy doesn't have enough to worry about.
0: <laughs> yeah. Someone. Someone help me. It's not me mine. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, oh. Yeah, he's still, he's still in the 10. A- I am aggravated. I'm flustered. This is not going to be a good podcast. Go, let's start trivia. Oh, man. <laughs> well, if you're flustered now, get ready for this question. So Can't wait. <laughs> So, we got the Manning Bowl going on tonight. Um, Peyton Manning's two former teams. Name every player Peyton Manning starting throwing a touchdown to. Adrian <laughs> James. No, he is not clubs. on this <laughs> list. Uh,
2: so, pretty clear that Peyton Manning had a pretty awesome career playing quarterback for these two, two clubs. What I'm looking for so, Peyton Manning stopped playing for the Colts in 2010. So, I'm looking from 2011 on. There have been thirteen quarterbacks that have led either of these two franchises
3: in starts at the quarterback position in the past
2: eleven years. Starting so in twenty eleven. Starting in twenty eleven, obviously Matt Ryan and Russell Wilson do not count. The season's only four games deep. Five games deep.
3: And and we can't say Peyton Manning because he led the Broncos. Well, I mean, Peyton Manning was one of the 13,
2: okay. so you, you can't
0: say that. i all start. Now there's 12. <laughs> now there's 12. I'm almost 100% certain that I guessed this question
2: beforehand and the dead carcass of Kerry Collins was an answer to this question. <laughs> so Kerry Collins was going to be on the initial question. He is one of the former quarterbacks who start in this era. He just did not lead them and starts that year. He had three starts in 2011, but was not the leader for the Colts. So right.
1: Phil's eliminated again. But but the embarrassment is not what it normally is. It isn't. Still a good poll. <clears throat> Thank
0: you. All right. I need a piece of paper. This one's going to get out of hand. I'll say Andrew Luck. I, I was hoping maybe
2: Phil would say that. I thought that might be a layup. I'm Luck. still not sure I understand the question. What What, what is the leader of so the Colts? You had to lead them in quarterback starts for a year. So, if, if, you were early, to... yeah, if you played the most games at quarterback for that team, you're on the list. Kobe Ruff- Brissett. Kobe Jacobi- Brissett is on the list. He led the Colts in 2017
0: and 2019. All right, hold on. So, we had 11, 12, 13, 19, 2019. 2020 and 2021. So, the first one was Manning. What years did he lead the Broncos? Uh, 2012,
2: 13, 14,
0: and 15. Alright, and then... Jacoby Brissett was 17 and 19. Correct. For the Colts. And I said luck. And he was... 2012, 13,
2: 14... And 18.
0: 12, 13, 14. And and
2: 16, sorry.
0: 16. 16 and 18. And 18. Okay. So it's my guess?
2: That's correct. Phil Rivers. Phil Rivers started every game for the Colts in 2020. Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz started every game for the Colts in 2021.
0: Trevor Simeon.
2: Charles Simeon led the Broncos in 2016 and
1: 2017. Uh, Drew Locke. Drew Locke
2: led the Broncos in 2020.
0: Brock Osweiler.
1: Osweiler never led the Broncos. He's he he not on this list.
2: He had seven starts in 2015 to Manning's nine. Uh-huh. I have Four guessed. starts in
1: 2017. How about Heisman <sighs> winning uh-huh. Timmy Tebow?
2: I thought Cos would get that one right away. Tim Tebow led the Broncos in
1: 2011 with 11 starts. That was a good year. That was
0: a good year. Playoff winner. Um, I have two names in mind for the 2011 Colts. And there's a reason for every question. I'm thinking Dan Orlovsky. (laughs) Dan Orlovsky was number two.
2: So Collins had three starts. Orlovsky had five.
0: All right, then I know the other one.
1: name out of my head, so I'm just going to say it. I think Painter led the Colts at
2: one point That's during 13. that era. Curtis Painter was the 2011 Colt with eight starts. Thank you. Redemption? Redemption? You get double for that? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to need it.
0: 15 and 16 Colts. Dear God.
2: Well, luck was 16 so it's just 15 oh
0: yeah 15 yeah 18 and 19 Broncos I'm gonna say Brandon Allen is on this list somewhere
2: Brandon Allen started three games for the 19 Broncos that's
0: not enough that was not enough
2: okay. two of these guys there's three left so two of them I believe are still in the league. Two of them played in a Super Bowl.
3: Started a Super Bowl or played in the Super Bowl? Started a Super Bowl. Two two of these guys started a Super Bowl.
1: Kevin Kaepernick, he's black.
0: It's not Tom I'm thinking
1: table. like one guy sure. is still in the league and won a Super Bowl. No. Oh, 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 oh. You know, I kept thinking I'm like, it has to be a shitty Bears quarterback. Um could Jay Cutler, Jay Cutler on this list. No. No. He is on this list.
0: Um I feel like we talked about one of these guys tonight already. Nick Foles.
2: Listening for those that still are. One of these guys, the other guy that played in a Super Bowl, played against one of your favorite teams in that game.
1: Uh Kurt Warner can't be on this list. No, oh, I got it. Hasselbeck. Matt
2: Hasselbeck yeah. led the Colts in twenty fifteen. Eight starts.
0: So we got all the Colts guys. We
1: did. What years of the Broncos are we going to say? 18,
0: 18 19, and 19,
2: and 21. Uh, Phil got that one already, I think, 21. Was it Locke? I,
0: you said 20 for Locke, you didn't say 21.
2: I thought Phil's first guess was... Oh no, no, I think we still have 21, yeah. I, I crossed him off by accident. Yeah, we still have 21.
0: Is it bad that I have no clue who played quarterback for the Broncos last year? (laughs) I feel like that's bad. I feel like when I wrote it down, I forgot as well. He's going to start this week in the NFL. Oh, Teddy! Teddy Two Gloves.
2: Teddy Two Gloves started fourteen games for the Broncos last year. God, that's bad.
0: Someone started a Super Bowl and played for the Broncos in eighteen and eighteen. This guy won. One of them won a Super Bowl. Oh, forgot he was a Bronco. Joe, don't call me flaccid, Flacco.
2: (laughs) Wacko for Flacco. Started eight games for the nineteen Broncos, head of Drew Locke and Brandon Allen.
0: And then the twenty
1: shattered this podcast's SGPs.
0: Twenty eighteen
1: Broncos. I'm going to throw in the
0: towel on the twenty eighteen Broncos. It's not Jake the Snake, so
2: it is not Jake the Snake. If we would have went another decade back, Jake the Snake would have made this list. This guy is now the backup to the best player in softball. Part of the
0: one of the most miraculous playoff plays ever. Kirk Cousins? Oh. Stephon Diggs. He threw oh. the ball to Stefan Diggs. Case, Case Keenum. Case Keenum
2: started every game for the Broncos in 2018. He's the Bills' backup. He is. He is Josh Allen's backup now. But pretty tough question. You guys did a pretty good job with it. Try to go a little different direction. Keep you guys honest.
0: Alright, well I guess we'll start off with uh, with my game because it's essentially over. <laughs> um, it's going dark here Renegades versus Desert Dogs Dogs put up 153 last week How about it? Round of applause Very nice um, Renegades right now 108 to one of six favorites The Hines projection Obviously hasn't been updated On the Renegades side We got Lamar Jackson, Saquon Jeff Wilson Jr. Tara McLaurin, Adam Thielen, Kyle Pitts Ezekiel Elliott, Amari Cooper, and on the dogs, Trevor Lawrence, Ramondre Stevenson, Naheem Hines, C.D. Lamb, Brandon Cooks, T.J. Hawkinson, Christian McCaffrey, and Tyler Lockett. Um, We'll start off with the Renegades' side. I want to hear from you guys. Does Kyle Pitts stink?
2: I don't know that he stinks as much as his quarterback also stinks if that makes any sense Um, clearly Mariota not being able to get the ball Um, Pitts isn't a $30 uh, tight end though it appears a little bit of an overbuy there (laughs) throw that guy back into the uh, solve the tight end puzzle um, portion of that that area of the draft um, for right now because For him, this guy's
1: not worth ten right now. So, yeah, I think it's it's a little combination of both. I think it's Mariota
2: not being able to get him the ball. I still think he's an RA player. Yeah, I I don't know what would lead you to believe that he's an RA player. The the, the guy stinks. He's not a ten dollar player. He's not a five dollar player.
1: I am pretty sure we'll see him on the wire second half of the season. God. To answer answer the question as shortly as I can. So you're out. I'm out on
0: him. Yeah, for sure. Um, Fegley had a question about his own team. He wants to know if you really said last week that it would be better for him if Saquon got hurt and missed a few games. I feel like that came out of your mouth last week, but I want you to just let it. Yeah. I
1: mean. you want him touching the ball thirty times a game this early in the season? Or are you trying to make a playoff push? That, that was my point. Yeah. Uh, no. I hey, keep putting up RB one numbers for the first half of the year and then miss the second half. Go for it, man. That's great. Congratulations. You make the playoffs.
0: Um My team did I make the right call by benching RW one. This is a pro RW one podcast. Um and starting Trevor Lawrence. What do you guys think?
2: I think you made the right call. Um, I think uh, Lawrence is going to have a really nice week against Houston. Obviously a pretty juicy matchup. Um, obviously the pace of this game tonight is
3: leading me to believe that Wilson's not going to be putting up huge numbers. These two teams are, are
2: awful. I think Feagli actually just texted me saying these two teams stink. <laughs> yeah. He's not wrong. Um. And just RW one can, cannot be trusted right now. He put up the good week against Vegas last week. I think we we saw that coming a little bit. You, you hit there. But
1: I think Lawrence is the right play this week. Agreed. Uh. I I like Russell Wilson a lot as a quarterback. As far as a fantasy quarterback goes, man, Sutton is great. Judy. I mean, Judy drops that ball in the end zone, which Koss says was uncatchable. That's fine. And then, just on the last drive, Wilson throws it deep. It's a uh, jump ball between him and the defender. Defender jumps up, gets two hands on it. I don't even know if Judy went for the ball, and he just looks at the ref asking for a flag. He's not surrounded by much in this offense, and I also think Melvin Gordon stinks. Love him but you made the right call
0: not starting him this week and and getting Trevor Lawrence in there. I'll take the Renegades to win.
2: Closer than the experts think. Uh, Getting the Desert Dogs.
3: Woo! Man. Low scoring. So you
1: know Hines is getting 1.3... You like Stevenson more than Barkley? JwJ one Man. Renegades closer than projections.
0: Why is it J J1? He's a junior. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a, what's the <laughs> reason for anything that's uh, <laughs>
0: All right, next game. 0-4 uh, Steel Curtain against 1-3 and abusement Park. Sure, sending the first white flag email of the year. Uh, feels a little he's not, early. He's not even 0-4. Yeah, feels a little early. Um, on the Curtain side, I'm not sure Eddie's updated his roster in three weeks. His starting lineup's been the same. Uh, Derek Carr, Dalvin Cook, Antonio Gibson, Gabe Davis, Russell Gage, Hayden Hurst, Garrett Wilson, and Raheem Mostert. And on the park side, Cousins, Chubb, Mixon, Mike Williams, DJ Moore, Pat Firemuth, Alan Lazard, and Josh Reynolds at the moment. Um, <clears throat> I guess we could see Hunter Renfro make his way in there for Josh Reynolds. We'll see. God. Um,. Reynolds, I guess, Amon Ra and DeAndre Swift are still very questionable for this week, so Reynolds still may be a good play. Let's start off on the curtain side. Uh, Got a Monday night game. Raiders-Chiefs. We saw Tom put up some pretty decent numbers against the Chiefs. Do you think Carr has a nice game Monday night in that matchup? Yeah, I think so. I think
2: it seems you can move the ball on Kansas City. You can score a little bit through the air, especially. Um, I can see Carr throwing for 250 and, and two scores in this one. Probably has a turnover, though. Probably has a pick at some point.
1: Yeah, I, I could see him with, like, a nice 25-point game this week just because they're going to be playing from behind. And
0: Vegas just doesn't have the squad they normally do. Uh, Carr's been sneaky good against the Chiefs in his career, I think, too. They That tends to be a better matchup than you would anticipate. Um, I think they've actually beaten them a couple times. So, yeah, I agree. I think Carr has himself a nice game on Monday night. On the Park side... Whew. Um, Jesus. I feel like, I feel like we Did we talk about DJ Moore last week? No, we did just Just bench him. Move on. <laughs> yeah, I, I have DJ Moore in another league, and I don't think he's playable. Um, six and a half, 11.8, which was bailed out by a touchdown for three for 43. One for two against uh, New Orleans and six for 50 last week against Arizona. We saw the San Francisco defense stymie the Rams on Monday night. Um, what do you think the Niners defense is going to do to Baker then? I don't know that, I mean, he doesn't have any better options, I guess, but DJ Moore is bad. And I don't, again, it's more like the Pitts thing. I don't know that it's his fault. I know Shane's not, this is not a pro DJ Moore podcast, at least from Shane's Corner. Um, He's burned me too. Yeah. So, we're, we're, you guys are both out, I take it?
1: Out. DJ Moore
2: goes for over 100 at score this week. Mark it down. Why is that? This is, I'm not, this is the game. I play shit parlays. I'm not. I'm not playing that. <laughs> this guy. I told sure when you draft him, everyone was like, "Why do you hate him?" I'm just like, you just never know when he's gonna, when he's going to do well. Like he plays the 2000 Ravens. This guy's probably having 120 yards in a score. He plays just a, a shitty team on a random week, and you see one catch for two yards. It's, it, you, you just never know what you're getting with him. That's why he's frustrating. Um, He's going to have probably three games this year that are incredible. And
1: playing a good defense, why not? So give me more for hundred and a score. Bonus question.
0: I'll take the under on that, by the way. Uh, Yeah, I will also take the under. Uh, Bonus question. So he's waving the white flag. And I looked at his roster and said, I don't –
1: what, what am I going to do, 50 bucks for Mixon and Mike Williams? You, you really want Mixon at this point in the season for 50 bucks? I don't know. Like, what, what do you guys think a fair trade value is for somebody that's selling this early? I mean,
2: yeah. I mean, he's obviously keeping Chubb. I'm looking down. Yeah.
1: He's, he's not giving up Chubb. We know he's that. He's the other.
2: The other keeper options are. I'm sure he's gonna be looking for one in return, probably. I don't know. Don't know that there's another one on here. Uh, yes, I mean, I feel like he's the Mixon Williams package seems the most likely, I yeah, yeah. guess. Possible
3: Lazard if he picks the pace up a little bit. I don't. I don't know. Those, those look like the
0: uh, the biggest trade pieces that he has. It's it's too early. I mean, it's too early to make a decision on what he's doing. So I think uh, I think if he got the right piece back, Chubb might be available. But I don't know that there's anyone you'd be willing to trade at this point for Chubb. You know. So. That would make sense. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of people would be willing to trade for Chubb, but that would make sense for Brandon. Is what I mean. I'll take, uh, I'll take the park to win this one. Uh,
2: got to see the curtain up close and personal last week firsthand. Triple sure them up. A, <laughs> might need to take a drive down in to Northtown and get a welfare check on the curtain. Um. Uh, Although Ed is Ed's doing well in the other league, so it's, it's good to see. Um,
1: but give me the park this week. Yeah, I'll take the park.
0: I don't I don't want to pile on because, obviously, A, it's early and B. I think he's aware that his team's not great right now, but there's some some real 0-13 potential here. Yeah. 0-14, sorry. This is, this is a bad bad team. <laughs> Man, Jeez. I mean, I thought I've kept it pretty clean so far, but... Yeah, you're looking at it. You're, you're what, an injury away
1: from starting Mark Ingram, Logan Thomas. I, don't, I mean, I don't, I don't know who some of these players are. I don't, I don't know who Davis Price is.
0: All right, next matchup, uh, Fleetwood Franchise against Nevermore. I would say Fleetwood Franchise leader in the clubhouse this week for early high score of the week. If you know, you know. Uh, Nevermore so far, first four weeks, has faced the top scorer every single week. Just for some context, Eddie has given up the second most points in the league so far at 449 that's the problem, and he is hundred and eighty-one points behind Tyrus. <laughs> so forty-five points a week more. Tyrus is giving up. Um, it's going to be tough to win when you're giving up a buck fifty every week. So.
1: It's a league. You don't like it. <laughs> Plenty other leagues
0: to join. <laughs> it's it's unheard of, Phil. Like this, it's that's just... it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen to yeah. start a season. 157 and a half
2: points a week he's giving it up like that's stupid stupid I mean you can't win I mean obviously you're facing the top team every week you can't
0: win he scored 148 points last week so and lost
2: yeah um, now he's gonna walk into the lines down here facing Josh Allen um, and a good franchise team so off to a good start so far with Sutton not doing anything special but obviously
0: early in the game tonight but he's gonna need he's gonna need some help All right, good news on the franchise front. They lost Javante Williams, obviously, for the year, so that's a bummer. But um, Brian Robinson is back in practice this week. Apparently looked really good today. Saw some, some hype about him, so that could be a shot in the arm there for uh, the franchise. <coughs> Brees Hall also, as we talked about last week, really kind of taking over that Jets backfield, so that's a good thing for him. Damian Harris gets... The Lions this week. We saw the Lions give up 48 to the Seahawks last week. Um, So some good matchups here on the franchise side. I'd like to talk about Darren Waller. Um, Very similar situation, I think, to Kyle Pitts. Slow start to what was once a fantasy darling for the Raiders tight end. Obviously a little bit of the attention going to Devontae Adams has hurt Waller. He's not necessarily the focus of the offense anymore. He's also been banged up in the preseason and still is battling a shoulder injury. You guys out on Waller?
2: I'm out on him being that he was like slotted into that, I guess like three, four, five range tight end, like where it was pretty much a lock. Um, I think he moves down to the bottom tier tight end one, like somewhere in the 10 to 12 range. Um, And Devontae Adams, I feel the same way about Hunter Renfro. I mean, Hunter Renfro was a star the last couple of years. Um, And I know he's been hurt too, but just kind of uh, not enough to go around when you get a guy like Devontae Adams in there and Carr clearly wants to get him the ball. Um, And the touchdowns, obviously, in the red zone, Adams is just such a good red zone target that takes away from, from those guys. Not that either of them were... Huge red zone guys before. Um, but, yeah, just a lot of the a lot of the touchdowns are obviously going Adam's way. So I'm out on him being an elite tight end one. Must play.
1: He's going to have a good week this week as long as he plays. Uh, yeah, he, he's out of that top tier tight end category. It's Andrews, it's Kelsey, and it's everybody else. That's just the way it is. Uh, Waller, I like better than just whatever the average tight end is. Has a good week this week, but he's not in that caliber anymore. Um,
0: so I was looking to see what odds were for live no touchdowns scored in this game. Um, because it's just really bad right now but they're not updating the odds, so can't check. Uh, yeah, I feel the same about Waller. Just middle-of-the-road tight end now. Um, probably still have to start him because it's not a lot of great options out there, but probably a decent game this week. He's, he's done well against Kansas City, too.
2: Yeah, I mean, other than Andrews and Kelsey, there's probably only a couple other guys in the league that you feel good about just rolling out. I mean, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head. Like, Hawkinson, you probably feel good about having um, Goddard, I guess you feel okay with having
0: this is a pro, um, this is a pro Gerald Everett podcast.
2: I I was about to say Gerald Everett. I mean, I feel kind of good having him right now. I mean, I don't I don't think he's elite by any means, but I mean that three through <laughs> eight range right
0: now is is kind of just up for grabs. Um, Higby's actually a good a good player right now too. Higby's been good. Yeah. But yeah, tight end, dumpster fire. Um, On the Nevermore side, obviously, as we talked about last week, Jamal Williams had a huge game um, filling in for DeAndre Swift. Looks like that'll be more of the same. Um, We saw Michael Gallup come back for the Cowboys. Uh, He only had three targets, but one of them was a touchdown. How do you guys feel about Michael Gallup the rest of the season? Do you think there's something there for Tyres and Nevermore? Um, I like Gallup. I think he's a good player. I, I don't know that
2: he's much more than a flex two guy in fantasy purposes. I mean, I, I can't see him ever being, stepping into that kind of Top tier wide receiver, even like a top wide receiver two kind of guy. I don't see it. I see more of a more of a flex play with a ceiling of,
3: of like a, a top twenty to twenty five guy. Not too thrilled.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't have much to add. I agree exactly with what Change just said.
0: You guys know who the game is next Thursday night. Twitter's a buzz about it right now.
1: It's a primetime game. Is uh, Russell Wilson
0: (laughs) playing? No. But next week's game somehow might be better than this one. It's Bears-Commanders. Nice. Oh. (laughs) Good to see Fields and Wentz. Nice. Um, I'll take the franchise to win this one. I think Josh Allen obviously tips the scales in this one. Uh...
2: Yeah, I'd like to see get nevermore get off the Schneid, but
3: um, I think there's too much there on the franchise side. I'll take them
1: franchise, and it's not close.
0: All right, next game, uh, we'll go with Team Ice Cream and the Mad Dogs. Ice Cream projected to score one hundred twenty-four points. Mad Dogs projected to score a hundred. Playing this game tonight, we got Melvin Gordon on the ice cream side and Jerry Judy on the Mad Dog side. For the ice cream joining Gordon, we got Mahomes, Najee, Edwards Hilaire, Justin Jefferson, DK Metcalf, Travis Kelsey, Alvin Kamara. And on the Mad Dog side, we got Stafford, Damian Pierce, Khalil Herbert, Devontae Adams, Higbee, Debo Samuel, and Christian Kirk. Um. We'll start off on the ice cream side. He's able to win last week despite getting a goose egg from Alvin Kamara, who was a late scratch in the morning game. Um, my question... Is
1: that, a, is that a draft cash penalty?
0: No, no we removed that uh, last week, and I would think it would be hard to penalize someone who still won, even though they started somebody that didn't <laughs> play. So. Um, yeah
2: Spears just flipping the double birds to the, to the league you know like I'll just throw Kamara out there not even playing and then just wins by 40 against one of the better teams in the league um,
0: The team's loaded um, and he, he has just the ability to put up those kind of weeks with, with the, the guy that he's got so speaking the team is loaded I agree but talking about guys that we are out on which we've talked a lot of I'm out on Najee what say you guys?
2: Yeah, I mean, you draft the guy. Uh, I don't have my paper in front of me right now, but I'm, what did he go for, 60 bucks in the draft? I don't, I don't remember exactly what it ended up at. More than that, maybe? 71. So, obviously, you paying 71 for a guy. Um, you're expecting RB1 production. And RB1 touches seem to be there. But RB one production not there because of the Steelers' offensive line trouble um, and below average quarterback play. So I mean, it's it's tough to be in on the guy right now. I mean, but obviously the volume is there and you love it, but no more than a middle of the pack RB two. What do you think? Steelers stink. No matter what running back they
1: go with uh, I mean they're just they're, they're a dumpster fire of a team uh, I was out on Harris before the season because I mean that their offensive line is terrible they don't have any good quarterbacks on their roster Pickett is an unproven small hands end of the round one quarterback for a reason I'm out on him. Uh, he has even put up RB2 numbers, despite being far and away the number one running back in that offense. The, the, the team's just not any good, and they're heading for a brutal stretch of their schedule where they couldn't get it done against the Jets. They couldn't get it done against the Browns without Watson. Oh, it is, it's going to be tough sledding in Pittsburgh, but Tomlin is safe for at least three or four more seasons
0: pretty hard to have 68 touches in four games as a running back and be running back 25 so that's uh, that's a tough look but unfortunately I think you got to plan because he's had 68 touches in four games um, they're just not not quality touches unfortunately but you could if, if even if Najee ends up being his flex two you could have worse flex twos so it's just kind of where he's at. Still want to know why OBJ's on this team, but <laughs> we'll let, uh, let Spears answer that at some point. But a pretty deep roster to not be able to find a spot for guys like George Kittle and Devonta Smith. Yeah. Uh, Mad Dogs, we talked about Damian Pierce a little bit in the last couple of weeks. Another huge week for him. 14 for 131, six catches and a score. So he looks to be the player that we kind of thought he was. Uh, Obviously, a big game for Debo last week. Uh, Khalil Herbert had a nice game. Let's talk about uh, the quarterback position for the Mad Dogs. He's been running out. Matt Stafford. um, Matt Stafford is quarterback 28. He's had games of 6.8 points. 22.8 22.8 points against Atlanta, 10 points against Arizona, and 5.76 last week against San Francisco. Are we out on Matt Stafford as a fantasy option this year? Yeah,
2: so the Mad Dogs are kind of playing quarterback roulette over there. Um, hit, a little, hit a little Yahtzee last week when they started golf for the 40 burgers, so let them to the wins. But as far as Stafford, I think he got to be. It doesn't look good. The offensive line is clearly, clearly not great, Um, and all he really has is Cooper Cup. I mean, which is a good thing to have. Don't get me wrong. Um, But everyone else, really, it seems like just out of sync with any anyone else in the receiving area. They desperately need to find some sort of upgrade at the wide receiver two, wide receiver three, something um, to help this guy out. But I think in fantasy purposes, I'm, I'm certainly I'm out on Stafford. My God, he's quarterback 28. Holy. No, I'm, I'm not out. His head coach
1: can memorize and recite every single play that happened throughout the game. The guy... You've never seen an offensive genius like Sean McVay. Um, I don't know. I'm part of me wants to say, "Hey, this is this is what happens when you trade all of your first round picks and the roster that you're left with. You sell out for a Super Bowl. You're you're just stuck picking other pieces." The other part of me wants to say, "Alan Robinson is just <sighs> waiver wire fodder." Why waiver wire fodder? Uh, happily riding the Seawolves bench just c- until he can get his head right. I'm not ready to pull the plug on Stafford yet. I think he's got some good football left in him. Good value as a fantasy asset. I don't know if I would start him. Uh, might be one of those things that I just throw up on my bench and put golf in there and wait and see what happens.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't be concerned about playing golf against the Patriots. So I'm not sure why he has Stafford in there right now against Dallas. We saw uh, the Rams couldn't block the Niners last week, so I don't know. It's not going to get better against Dallas, I can tell you that. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if Goff's in there come Sunday, but uh, we'll Nine see. Nine
2: catches for 95 yards and a score. Do you guys say that's a good stat line?
0: For a game, not for Allen Robinson's season. I was is
2: Allen Robinson? Season so far. Um, bit pretty pathetic. <laughs> but yeah, I hear you. I wouldn't be too afraid of, of Goff uh, against New England either. Um, but I guess he's expecting a little bit of a shootout there in the in the Rams Dallas game. I'm not.
1: Dallas's D is a little uh, pretty good, so I'd be a little, little concerned about running him out there with that offensive line against um, Dallas's pass rush. I don't know. Goff. I want to start golf when he's at home, and you yeah. know it's going to be a
3: high-scoring game. I he's, agree. he's in the,
1: he's comfortable in the dome
3: versus being on the
1: road against the brilliant mind of Bill Belichick, which we've seen so far this season.
0: I, that was my long-winded way of saying, I don't know. I'm I'm fine with either option. I I, I can see the upside of both. I'll take the ice cream to win this one. I was
2: just about to say, I don't think it matters, because I think ice cream is going to wipe the floor with them. Patty Mahomes, Monday night, yeah.
1: Give me ice cream. Can't wait to fire up the SGPs Monday night, get it all back from the
0: weekend. (laughs) Give me the ice cream, big. All right, next game, Flock versus Take Your Ball and Go Home. Flock without Jonathan Taylor, so definitely a void to fill in that offense this week, even though Taylor has also not been great this year so far, other than week one. Um, On the Flock side, actually, first I want to address the fact that, uh, Shane, I feel like you... Talked very highly about the flock, and said that they continue to win, so you're not going to pick against them. Well, they scored 53 points last <laughs> week, so I'm thinking that maybe you uh, you killed Jason. <laughs> um, but right now, take your ball and go home. 111 to 102 projected win over the flock. On the flock side, we got Joe Burrow, Devin Singletary, J- James Robinson, Deontay Johnson. Drake London, Mark Andrews, Brandon Ayuk, and David Njoko with, Njoku with the double tight end stack. <laughs> then we go over to the teabag side. We got Justin Herbert, Aaron Jones, Miles Sanders, Tyree Kill popped up on the injury report today. Stefan Diggs, Gerald Everett, James Conner, and Rex Burkhead. Um, how you can call yourself a contender and be throwing out Rex Burkhead and then the guy ends up scoring last week too. Just dirty. But uh, we'll start off with the flock side. Um, people were excited about Deontay Johnson this year, I think. Uh, he's been a good uh, good fantasy wide receiver for a while. Wide receiver 44. He to keep piling on the Steelers. But do we think Kenny Pickett has a chance of springboarding this Pittsburgh passing game? And giving Deontay a chance to... I mean I, I realize Pickett has his limitations, but it's gotta be better than what they were doing with Mitch, right? I don't. I don't.
2: Um I don't think it gets any better. Um I, I just I think he's gonna struggle and I mean the first three weeks I think, I thought Deontay I mean was he was decent. I mean he was seven catches, six catches, eight catches. I mean all the targets were there. Um obviously puts up a clunker last week, obviously not getting in the end zone. So until you get in the end zone, you can't really be can't really be an elite wide receiver uh, in fantasy purposes. Um, you can be serviceable flex play with, with the numbers he was putting up week one through three, but that's about it. And I, I don't think it gets any better from here for, for Deontay because I just don't see many scoring opportunities for Pittsburgh. Yeah, it's not like an anomaly here. The Steelers have had zero passing touchdowns through the first four weeks. Here's all you need to know about Deontay Johnson. He has had 37 targets through the first four weeks, and he is wide receiver 44. It's there.
1: There's no hope on the horizon, and Pickett seems to be more of a Pickens guy than he is Deontay Johnson, which... What a stash by the Desert Dogs. I mean, you talk about finding gold in a pile of shit. That, that's what we have here. Out on everybody, including Pickens, <laughs> in this Steelers offense.
0: I was going to say, I think I have the wide receiver one in Pittsburgh, and I don't even feel good about putting him in my lineup this week. So. Uh, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't even feel comfortable rolling him out in that Flex 2 spot. i got to wait and see, but I, I like... I like the potential there. So, um, I did ask Ed what his thoughts were on if, if Pickett might be able to make Pickens be a guy and, um, I can't repeat what Eddie's response was on this podcast, so (laughs) I'll share that for another time. We have a lot of kid listeners, gotta, gotta keep it clean. Um, on the take your ball and go home side. You got a lot of uh, a lot of people making fun of the draft when you drafted this guy Shane. He's RB eight, and I think you even didn't like the pick after you made it. But Miles Sanders, good at football. What do you guys yeah. think?
3: What's the question?
0: <laughs> they <laughs> said, "What do you guys think?"
2: Okay, um, yeah. these are all just open
0: ended. Just I want you guys to talk. Yeah, I
2: mean, after last week, I mean, I was watching that game, and I was just like, "Man, did I really strike gold with this guy?" Because I mean, obviously, it's easy to say after you go for a buck thirty and two scores, um, but it's like, "Am I really going to get the year where I think we felt for a while that Miles Sanders is pretty decent, um, and it just hasn't really happened to hasn't blossomed yet?" And, and hopefully, for our sake, that this is the year, and it looks like it, it might be that. We're, we're kind of seeing it, the, it pay off a little bit. Obviously, the, the team's loaded. We've talked about it ad nauseum now. Um, offensive line's great. And the defense obviously gets the ball back for him, gives him a lot of opportunities. So I mean, if they're going to continue to give him 27 carries, uh, I think that's a little bit outlandish. The conditions play into that. Um, he's more of a 15-carry a guy. Um, but got to like what Sanders is doing, especially playing on a team that, they're going to be looking to run the ball a lot. We're going to have to go through the archives because I, I don't think we've ever, as a podcast, collectively
0: agreed that Miles Sanders is a really good player. I, I, I don't think that statement's true. I did think this was going to be a when small When did we say boy. that? When did we say that? that that's
2: what he Shane just said. He was saying that I thought that I think we all thought he was a pretty good player for the, like, the last couple of years. I think people were expecting him to be a good player Not now for, for a few years. Okay. It hasn't panned out. Yeah. yeah, I, I
1: think it's a lot more of a product of this offensive line just freaking dominating. Uh, like, I, I don't love Jalen Hurts, but I love Jalen Hurts behind this offensive line just like Sanders and Smallwood. So at the draft, I, I didn't think Sanders was going to be getting this many touches or um, have this much of the offense go through him. And, yeah, the, the conditions last week against Jacksonville probably made up for it, but he's, he's he's a really solid play. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm just going to change my draft strategy and filter by who are the best offensive lines and just take players associated with those offenses because that – That seems to be the the recipe and the theme so far this season, like really
0: good players like Najee Harris are almost unownable, and players that have failed for years and years like Miles Sanders become just absolute studs based on what's around them. Shane also running out the illegal lineup right now with a Q in his IR spot, so... Just, uh, just a I haven't even point. looked at my roster yet this week, buddy. No, it's okay. You're fine. Um, I'll take take your ball and go home to win this one.
2: Oh uh, man, yeah, this is a this would be a nice one for me to get here. Get to four and one against the defending champs here. I think I'm gonna take myself. I think we have
1: enough this week to get it done. Hmm. Man, yeah, running backs. Strong T bag. Wide receiver. Strong T bag. I don't think this one's close. Give me the baggers.
0: All right, game of the week: Sea wolves against Bull Weevils. Talked about the red hot Sea wolves. If you're putting together some SGPs and you want some anytime touchdown scores. This is a team to look at with Jalen Hurts, Austin Eckler, Derek Henry. One of the wide receivers is bound to score. So we've got some good options on the Seawolf side. Um, the wide receivers are Olave, Romeo, Dubs, Marquise Brown, A.J. Brown, and Zach Ertz at tight end. On the Weevil side, Brady, Josh Jacobs, David Montgomery, Michael Pittman Jr., Cooper Cup, Dawson Knox, Mike Evans, and Jalen Waddell. Uh, we saw Waddle have a have a pretty bad game on Thursday night last week, um, only two for 39. He's still dealing with a groin injury, Limit, limited participant in practice this week. If you were the Weevils with Teddy Two Gloves starting at quarterback this week, would you look to get Waddle out of the lineup and find a spot for somebody of the J.K. Dobbins, A.J. Dillon, or Jacoby Myers variety? What do you guys think?
2: Yeah, I mean, Dobbins puts up a 20 spot last week. Finds himself in the end zone twice. looked uh, Looks pretty good. I um, think I might consider finding a spot for him. Um, I think that would be the direction I would go. I think uh, you're right. I don't really want to see thrilled about it, my, my receiver catching the ball from from Teddy. I mean, obviously,
3: I got Hill. Not too thrilled about that. Um, I think I find find some room for Dobbins in a Sunday night
1: game. Yeah, I'm not sure you can't find room for for Dobbins and Dylan in this lineup. Um, not solo on Montgomery's health. Same. Uh, or just on the Bears in general, and with Waddle, questions at the quarterback position. If I'm him. I get those bench guys in, uh, take more of a short thing or
0: better upside, which is what I think both those guys have. And um, I'm giving advice to my opponent. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Montgomery and Waddle should probably come out. I'd even find a spot. Well, I don't know if there is a spot, but I would consider if you don't want to play both Dobbins and Dylan, Jacoby Myers, if he plays this week, against Detroit, I think that's definitely an option as well, even with uh, Zappy a quarterback this week. So definitely some options, but I think uh, there's some work to be done on the Weevils roster for this week. Uh, on the Seawolves side, let's talk about that Green Bay wide receiver, Romeo Dubs, 5 for 47 and a touchdown, last three touchdowns in back-to-back games, um, 8 targets in the last two games, also dropped a touchdown in the end zone. That would have been a really nice catch. Definitely something there. Could be the top receiver in Green Bay. It's a pretty decent matchup in the London game against the Giants. Is this a pro dubs podcast? This is definitely a pro
2: dubs podcast. Um, talked about it on the weekend. I think Phil found something here. He just he he looked the part, that's for sure. I was watching that game last week and he looks like a stud um, big
1: fast um, explosive um, you name it um, he just looks like a future wide receiver one in this league I'll, I'll answer whether or not this is a pro dubs podcast by asking a question of does he have a higher ceiling earlier in Earlier in his career than Devontae Adams, uh, in my opinion, the answer is yes. This guy has everything you could want for a wide receiver. Eight targets the last two weeks. It it's only going up from here, fellas. Only going up from here.
2: The question I have to ask you, Phil, is: I mean,
1: obviously, I think I think we all think he's going to be a, a good player. I mean.
2: And yes, the upside at this point in his career, Adams has kind of a slow start at the beginning of his career. Um, but he's kind of going to get the downside of Aaron Rodgers' career here as he starts to blossom. I mean, Aaron Rodgers can't have too many years left. I don't know how many years he plays. So, I mean, usually we see the the third, fourth, fifth years when receivers really start to blossom in the NFL. Any concern there with, I mean, that Rodgers might not be his quarterback when you really are going to look to
1: see this guy take off? Have you seen Jordan Love spin the football? (laughs) You tell me if I should be concerned. (laughs) Yeah, no. No, it's it's real. But at the same time, Rodgers is seven years younger than Brady is. Uh, The NFL is different now. It's not, as a quarterback, (laughs) hey, I'm – Potentially going to get concussed every game. Rodgers isn't getting touched. I think he'll stretch it out at least three or four more years
0: in Green Bay. I think I would even backtrack Shane's statement about receivers being four or five years. We've seen rookie receivers take off recently. I mean, I'm not sure Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson have better years down the line than they've already had in their careers. I mean, the way that those guys play as rookies and second-year players now, I don't know that you need to wait for years four or five for receivers to really take off. So, I think, you know, this year could be a very good year. Next year could be a great year for this guy, so. Yeah, there's some merit there. Um, I'll take the Sea Wolves to win the game of the week.
2: Yeah, this is a good matchup. Uh, two really good teams. Um, but the Wolves are hot right now. And, like I said... We're going to roll with the Wolves
3: um, through this stretch of the regular season and we'll talk again when when the postseason comes around. Just looking at some of these matchups. Jalen Hurts at Arizona. Oh, oh, baby. Uh, Derrick Henry at Commanders. He always tears up the Commanders. He just he owns that franchise.
0: Uh, Dubs, where I we talk about then I got that Hertz stack with AJ Brown I don't even need to look at who I'm playing Seawolves 175 plus this week <laughs> <laughs> alright um, with that being said the matchups are over we have a minute left Phil it's gonna be a stressful weekend in my house who do you like in the Phillies Cardinals series <laughs>
1: didn't even know what was happening when does that start tomorrow 2 o'clock that's why everyone's wearing Phillies here got it oh god do I have to pick it's a red October, October Phil uh Phillies big Bryce Harper few dingers
0: Shane what do you think
1: oh man
2: Cardinals,
0: Cardinals, Cardinals three. I really hope it doesn't go three games. I'd like to see the Cardinals take <laughs> care of it Friday and Saturday because <laughs> I don't need an elimination game against the Phillies. All right, 15 seconds. Thank you guys for joining. Hope you guys enjoy our week five podcast, and we will talk next week when we break down week six as we watch Commander's Bears on Thursday Night Football.